Gospel of Luke, chapter 6. We're continuing on from last week, so we're beginning in verse 27 and going through verse 38. And it reads, this is Jesus talking. But I say to you who are willing to hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on the cheek, offer the other one as well. If someone takes your coat, don't withhold your shirt either. Give to everyone who asks, and don't demand your things back from those who take them. Treat people in the same way that you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, why should you be commended? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, why should you be commended? Even sinners do that. If you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, why should you be commended? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be paid back in full. Instead, love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. If you do, you will have a great reward. You will be acting the way children of the Most High act, for He is kind to ungrateful and wicked people. Be compassionate, just as your Father is compassionate. Don't judge, and you won't be judged. Don't condemn, and you won't be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good portion, packed down, firmly shaken, and overflowing, will fall into your lap. The portion you give will determine the portion you receive in return. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Lord, we come to you because we know you are where we need to be and you will guide us where we need to go. And I ask that you help soften us at this time that where it is you might guide us, where it is you might lead us, that we might follow. Teachings like this are hard, Lord, and as we struggle and resist them, I ask that you be patient that you let us know that great love as we seek to follow in the way of Jesus. I ask that you speak through me in spite of me, that the meditations of our hearts may be acceptable to you in spite of ourselves. Lord, you alone are our rock, and you alone are our redeemer. Amen. Amen. So, I don't need to say much, right? This is pretty straightforward. We got this? ish we do until it gets hard yes yeah so we're going to start with i'm going to talk about identity who you are and how that should be where we start with a teaching like this because teachings like this i mean god gives us freedom to take the bible and use it in all sorts of ways and we all do that and then maybe later we look back and go oh i can't believe i ever taught that you know have you ever been there yeah and you know what there's going to be something you're thinking today that in 10 years you're going to look back and go oh my goodness How did I ever think that? You know, it's just part of the growth and the learning. We're never expected to have all the answers at any given time. Isn't that good? We are expected to know who we are 
and then try to follow into the way, which is why it's called a way. So this series we're on is See All the People, and we began Epiphany with a series called Greater Gifts. And Greater Gifts was focused on the gifts of the church and how we are to know that we're all necessary and needed and everything that is needed for our ministry and the community we have. And once we figured out that, then we go out into the community to see all the people. And that's hard. Uh, but we started the whole series just as Jesus started his ministry, which was in prayer after baptism and receiving a message from God. You remember what it was? God said, you are my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. And that's the same message we've all heard at our baptism. And we've been hearing it really in our Methodist faith. We understand in Wesleyan tradition the Holy Spirit's been with us since the beginning of us. And the Holy Spirit's been working in our lives, trying to invite us into relationship. We've always been children of God. We've always been children of God. And Luke makes a point to really emphasize that uh, when he lists the genealogy of Jesus. Jesus is listed as a son of God because he is the son of Adam, and Adam was a son of God. Well, who else is a son or daughter of Adam? Raise your hand. We're all children of God. It's just in baptism, we say yes to accepting this news. We say yes, I accept that I am a beloved child of God and I want to be in relationship with you as my father. And that changes everything, doesn't it? Because when we understand that we are beloved and we are God's children, we are defined by nothing else ahead of that. We are God's children before we are anything else, before we are, as Paul says, male or female, before we are free or slave, before we are Jew or Greek, before we are Republican or Democrat or left or right or progressive, traditional, etc., etc., we are who? Children of God. Yeah. Can you find someone in this world who's not a child of God right now? They may not know it. They may have heard it and have just had trouble accepting it, and that's understandable. Because we have a lot of voices that tell us how unworthy we are. Amen? Yeah. The world is happy to define you if you let it. Amen? Who are we defined by? God. And God alone. So if we start there, and we understand the relationship of God, and we understand the character of God, it's from there that we can come to today's teaching and understand it better. So God loves us, and we were children before we knew it. God proved love for us, as Paul says, because Christ died on the cross for us while we were yet enemies. That proves God's love for us. So if God loves us, even when we're enemies, you can understand why Jesus says, love your enemies, because that's the way of God. That's how it works. And being good to and blessing and praying for people, it, shouldn't, it doesn't matter. There's no qualification. We are simply to do good, to bless, and to pray for, and to love. Now, Jesus does this, this thing in, in Luke's telling of the sermon. In Matthew's, he's on a mount, and there's a whole point to that. But in Luke's, he makes another point, which Jesus comes down to be with the disciples. Do you remember this from last week? Now we are on even ground. Jesus steps onto even ground with the disciples and the crowds and sees them and then lifts up these strange teachings that 
if you're hungry, you're going to be fed. And if you've been fed, well, you're going to be hungry. And then says if, if you've been poor, then you're actually going to be rich. And if you're rich, you're going to be poor. And he does this great reversal equalization thing. Right? I'll explain that. He's standing on level ground, Luke says, to a level place where everybody is on the same level and says the new way is God's way breaking into the world and in this new way you depend only on God and God will give you everything you need and you need nothing from anyone else. So there was a group of people that were very rich and full and satisfied with the system that probably leads to oppression of others. And they don't need anything to change. They don't need to depend on God. They don't need that identity because life's pretty good. And then there's the group that's poor and hungry and oppressed, and they're weeping, and things aren't good. And so if Jesus talks about a new way, they're like, bring it on, because it's got to be better than what I've been living. So you can see that when Jesus then starts to walk in the way of this new way, that there's a group that's right on his heels. I'm all, I'm all in. And there's a group that's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. I mean, I, I hear this rule, love and do good, and I think, I'm going to whittle that down a bit, right? Who, who's my enemy, Jesus? Let me ask that, right? Later someone says, who's my neighbor? And Jesus is like, really? Well, do I have to love all the enemies? Do we do this? Anybody with Is it just me? You guys got to preach to me. Yeah, we do this. We qualify this teaching and we make it something else. Jesus says, if you're in a place where you have nothing else, where you're ready to fully depend on God, blessed are you. Because you're, it's going to be easy for you to follow into this new way. But if you are in this place where you've depended on yourself and life seems pretty good, woe to you because you're probably going to bring a lot of trouble onto yourself because you have no need for God and you won't be a child of God and therefore you're going to serve something or someone else. So then he turns to the disciples, those who claim to follow us, and says, if you're willing to hear it, love your enemies. Love them. No qualification. No ifs. No ands or, or buts. Love them. Treat people the same way you want to be treated. Just as Jesus equalizes us on the same level, that we now are at a place where our past is no longer anything we need to worry about. Our future is secure. Amen? Jesus says, treat everyone else that way. Those who have wronged you, wipe it away. Forgive. Release them. They owe you nothing. Your friends and your enemies, they're all of a sudden on level ground. Everyone. Everyone's a child of God, and you can love them and bless them and do good things for them and pray for them because you are no longer defined by the world that lives on reciprocation. And we do this. Somebody hurts us, we hurt them back. We want to give our membership somewhere, well, they better act like we think they should act, right? It's reciprocation. And we do this on every level of our lives, in home, in the workplace, in our relationships, in our churches. This is what we do. Someone gives you a $50 Christmas gift, how much are you going to spend next year at Christmas on them? $50, right? And if you don't, you're going to feel bad. Because that's a world of reciprocation. And Jesus says, that world serves some people well, but I'm inviting you into something else. No more. If you want to receive something, should you be looking to other people to provide it? No. You should be looking to God. He says, 
you will have a great reward. Lend, do good, love, expecting nothing. And if you do, you will have a great reward. And the reward is acting as a child of God, as God always intended God's children to act. God's kind to the unkind. God blesses the ungrateful. In Matthew, he says, we bring the joy and blessing of sun and rain on both the good and the wicked. Because that's God. Because God knows that every single person is a child, whether they know it or not. We know the truth, yes? And we are to live it. Which means we can't judge. If you judge, you'll be judged the same way. If you condemn, you'll be condemned by the same measure. If you forgive, you'll be forgiven the same measure. And he says, what you'll be given this portion, it's not just a portion. It's a good portion. Packed down, firmly shaken, overflowing the perfect portion that never ends if you simply live a life in service and giving to others. This is easy on the good days, yes? Yeah, the day that we are baptized, we're, we're excited. Just like the day I got married, I was excited. I'm ha- rich or poor, better or worse, sickness and health, yep, I'm in. And then, and then I messed up. My wife's here. Uh, and then we hit the days where it got hard. And I had to say yes again because I'm defined by something else now. I'm not a separate person, I'm part of something. And we're not separate people, we're part of something. What's happening in our church? in our denomination, it's hard. Amen? Do we all agree? Do we all agree on everything? Let me say it that way. Do we all agree on everything? No. Did Jesus say, agree? No, Jesus says love. We all are hoping for something different happening in the next couple of days. And I don't know what's going to happen. I really honestly don't. But it doesn't matter. Because I'm defined by my relationship with God as a child and my relationship to you as sisters and brothers that we stand together on level grounds and no matter what happens, nothing changes that. Amen? Unless I decide to change that. Unless I decide I don't want to keep saying yes to the community of faith I've said yes to. Unless I don't want to continue to follow the Jesus who leads me down this hard path because I really like it when things are good and I'm comfortable. I'm with you. I understand. And I invite us to spend some time, wherever it is you're struggling, I just want to spend some time in prayer. When we do our prayer time today, I'm just, we're going to be silent for several minutes and just listen to music, and I invite you to think through what is it about loving your enemies? Those you condemn? What is it you can let go of that you may fully claim your identity in Christ once more and leave space for others to do the same no matter where they are. That's hard. Jesus makes it pretty clear. Yeah. The cross language is intentional. It hurts. But we're together, and that's all that matters. Amen? So I'll I'll offer a, 
a short prayer. The band will come up. We'll, uh, we'll lift up some prayer of concerns, and then we're just going to enter into a time of prayer. And it's going to be different. It's going to be deeper. It's going to be longer. And I invite you to come to the altar and pray before the God who is your Father alongside of your sisters and brothers, no matter if you agree, no matter if you call each other enemies, no matter if you've cursed or hated or hurt one another. That doesn't matter. So will you offer a prayer with me? Lord, we worry so much. We get wrapped up in little battles. Little battles in our homes, little battles at work, little battles on the road as we drive, little battles everywhere we go. We struggle to live into the love of all where we see all the people. And we're left with lots of questions to qualify, and we're left with lots of questions about what this way actually entails. And it pushes us to our limits, God, and you know us better than we know ourselves. So I ask that you invade this time in a way that you never have before. Ignite our hearts. Let your spirit speak and guide us. Let your spirit ignite and consume what doesn't belong in our hearts and thoughts that we may be purified today. <clears throat> that we may claim our identity and hear your voice that says, you are my beloved child. Lord, as we enter this time, I just thank you that you are with us and you are going to do things for those who are willing to live into this way. And it's only through Jesus and only through your spirit that we even can try. And I thank you for them. Amen. Mm -hmm.